Welcome to the Beyond Stuck podcast with Coletta Jones-Patterson, where we feature guests who have overcome the odds and have gotten unstuck. In their words, they share with us practical insight and tips on how to go beyond stuck and enjoy life. On today's episode, our guest is Erica McCool. Dr. Erica McCool is a physical therapist, fitness enthusiast, and educator. Erica has provided education and teaching on various topics ranging from fall prevention, stroke education, body mechanics, and ergonomics. Dr. McCool received a doctorate of physical therapy from Rosalind Franklin University of Medicine and Science, as well as a Bachelor of Arts in Exercise Physiology from the University of Illinois at Chicago. She has worked for the past 13 years as a physical therapist. She recently transitioned to teaching cardiopulmonary at USC. Erica has served as the leader for Compassion in Action, Homeless Ministry, and the Los Angeles chapter of Pinky Promise. Erica has also extended her contribution to additional outreach initiatives, including several mission trips to Haiti, Dominican Republic, Honduras, and Nigeria. She is currently in the process of establishing a fitness ministry and business. Erica is married to Mark McCool and they have one son, Mark Johnny. In her spare time, Erica enjoys volunteering, hiking, working out, traveling, and spending time with her family. Good morning. Welcome, Erica, to the Beyond Stuck podcast. Good morning. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's start first um, just by talking a little bit about this concept of stuck. So in your mind, how would you define stuck? So I looked up, I actually thought about the word stuck and looked at the definition and I read that it means to be trapped in something. And for me, the words that came to my mind were immovable, no direction, um, a loss of focus, or just wandering without a guide or a vision. Wow. So those are some powerful words there, just being trapped and immovable, not having focus or direction. Um, Can you share some ways that you feel like maybe you were stuck at some point or you were trapped or um, didn't or lacked focus in an area? Yes, there have been several times in my life where I felt stuck. Um, Right now, one one time that comes to mind was um, a couple of years ago, I was working at a hospital And at that point, I didn't feel like I was really, um, really progressing in my career. I felt very stagnant. Um, Mm. There was another time when um, I had to deal with infertility issues and was not getting the results that I wanted as far as trying to conceive. Um, And then even lately when the pandemic hit, oh my goodness, I definitely, I mean, used the words, I felt stuck. Because, you know, as many of us, uh, we were all grappling with these rapid changes that were happening and then trying to figure out, okay, now what do I do with my life? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Where do I go from here and shift and all of that? Exactly. So how long would you say that you were stuck in those areas? You mentioned um, being stuck in your career or just stagnant and then um, having some infertility issues and then just currently now dealing with the pandemic. So how long did you kind of go through some of those seasons? Well, I guess I'll just address right now the pandemic. If we have time, I can elaborate on the other two. Um, okay. So when the pandemic hit back in, was it March, I believe now? It seems like time is so like thrown <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But when the pandemic hit in March, um, 
I definitely felt stuck because I'm um, at that time because I decided at that time not to return back to work. I'm a physical therapist and I was working in the home health industry. So if you can imagine, I'm a new mom. My baby at the time is six months. I anticipated going back to work in April and then the pandemic hit and it was like, okay, mm-hmm. this is not happening right now. <laughs> I'm not going back to work and I got to figure things out. So I would say for the first probably couple of months when the pandemic first hit, um, that was a period where I was really trying to figure out, okay, where do I go from here? How do I shift now that the plans I thought were going to happen are not going to happen? Mm-hmm. So how do I shift? I think that's such a good question to ask ourselves because we can get comfortable in a situation or even in our own plans, just believing that we know what the next step is and we have it all laid out and then anything can happen, a pandemic, you know, a loss in the family, just whatever. And it kind of throws us and it can, if we're not careful, we can become stuck there. So how do we get to that point where we're able to shift and kind of maybe try something new or just be open to something different? You know, I think it takes, I think if I recommend, I would just recommend taking a step back, you know, Mm -hmm. definitely, um, you know, where whatever situation you're dealing with, taking a step back to reflect and say to yourself, okay, what's happening right now? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And just once you realize what's happening, then try to decide, okay, now how can I, adjust to these changes? How can I, um, how can I, uh, how can I adjust these changes and what can I do now to reshift my focus to something else? So say, for example, for me, what happened was when this, um, when I decided not to go back to work as a physical therapist, I said, okay, um, I always, I've always enjoyed working out. And so Mm -hmm. this, this idea came to my mind just the month before the pandemic had hit, I was in Houston leading an exercise class at a women's conference. And Mm -hmm. at at that conference, it was very well attended. The women really enjoyed it. And I said, okay, since since I'm not going to be able to do do work as a physical therapist right now, why not go virtually with fitness classes? Why not, Mm -hmm. you know, continue on the fitness thing? Because I know women enjoy it. And it can also be a way to encourage others to get moving and not just sit in that. Because we were at that time in a stay-at-home order in California. So we were technically supposed to be at home at home all, at all times unless you're going to the store or exercising. Right. So I just thought about others and said, well, how about I just do an online fitness class and this will not only give me some purpose and have a way to give back, but I think it will also encourage others. So when I made that shift, it totally helped me to mm-hmm. realize that, yes, I'm not going back to work at this point in time as a physical therapist, but this gives me an outlet to still be um, doing work in a sense um, twice a week, and it also helps me to continue to fulfill my purpose of encouraging and helping others to live healthy lifestyles. Right, and that's so awesome because even in the middle of shifting or a life change, we can still find purpose. We don't have to get stuck not doing anything because things look different. So I love that you brought that point out that you just shifted, took a step back, reassess what you could do, what you had currently in your hand to work with and just went to work and did it. Exactly. That's awesome. Um, So going back to kind of this concept of being stuck, um, what do you feel was your breaking point when you were stuck maybe, well, in the pandemic or stuck in your career or with the infertility? What was it that just kind of made you say, "Mm, I've, I've had enough of this, I have to do something different? 
Um, I think career-wise, when I we talked about my job, when I just felt like I was in some ways on cruise control, <laughs> when yeah. I felt like I was going into work every day and I was doing my job, but I would just leave work feeling exhausted and I would just feel work sometimes leaving frustrated and I was stressed and I was dealing with anxiety, having a lot of sleepless nights. That mm-hmm. definitely was, those to me were huge red flags, like something is not right and this is probably not the best environment for me at this time to be in if I really want to continue to um, enjoy my career as a physical therapist. And mm-hmm. it was amazing because once I did get out of that environment and I went into home health, it definitely helped me to like rejuvenate my passion about my career. Like, oh, wow, you know, I'm really now enjoying again what I do instead because it was all about just being in a different environment that helped me to see that it just it wasn't necessarily me not liking being a physical therapist. It was just me not liking the environment that I was working in. Mm. Yeah, that's huge because sometimes um, it's just a shift in position, mm-hmm. you know, or, or an environment and that can make all the difference. Absolutely. And I've had, you know, I've had similar moves where I just changed, um, you know, to a different location, a different job doing the same type of work, but I had a totally different experience. And so, um, so that's really key there just sometimes being able to change that environment. So that was kind of your breaking po- point or aha moment, mm-hmm. um, where you got unstuck. And then what were some of the things, some of the ways that you did get unstuck, like just some real practical things or that you did that might help others in getting unstuck? Well, you know, I'm a Christian. So for me, my faith plays a huge part in my life. And so one of the things that I always use as one of my tools in my toolbox is prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I have been praying about something for quite some time and I don't feel like I'm getting the answers I want or the answers I feel like should be happening, then I take it up a notch and I add a fasting to it. And when I start to fast, it really helps me to even be more sensitive to what God is leading me to do and what he's telling me to do. And then mm-hmm. I also believe in getting wise counsel from friends and family. So, you know, we all have people in our lives we trust that can give us, can be a good sounding board. So I also mm-hmm. a lot of times will lean on those people in my life. I know I can, I can go to and share with them what's going on in my life and then get some feedback on, okay, how would you advise me to handle this situation? So right. um, that's one of those, those are three of the things that help the prayer, fasting, and then also wise counseling from friends and family. Yeah, those are awesome. And especially um, for believers, you know, we can never minimize the power of prayer Mm -hmm. and fasting. Um, It just opens up different um, opportunities and doors for us when we have that relationship with the Lord and we can hear him speaking and directing our steps and knowing that he can see the whole big picture. You know, he saw the pandemic coming. He could see, you know, life changes coming and he's able to still weave all the pieces of our lives together to work out for our good if we're in relationship with him. Exactly. So that's so key, just having that um, commitment to prayer and fasting, taking it up a notch and just really committing ourselves to what he has for us and getting that wise counsel from friends, from family, having a mentor, somebody you can be accountable to, Mm -hmm. a prayer partner. All of those things are so important to keep us on the path because it's easy to start off um, doing what we feel we need to do. And then kind of when that initial excitement wears off or mm-hmm. uh, motivation, then we can find ourselves sliding back into that stuck pattern. So having p- people surround us with that wise counsel is so important. Yes. Um, so let's see, um, before we jump into how you would say your life is different now, do, do you want to, um, 
elaborate on any of the other areas? I think we have a little bit more time on the ways that you were stuck, um, maybe with the infertility sure. um, issues, because I know that speaks to a lot of um, people where they are today. Sure. Um, with infertility, I think that any woman or man or couple that has been through infertility, you can relate to definitely feeling stuck because um, with infertility, there's, a, to me, I like to say there's a lot of gray area. It's not black mm-hmm. and white. It's not you take this medication, you're going to get pregnant and the rest is history. No, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. um, so many women have so many different issues that are going on within their bodies that are causing them to have a difficult time conceiving. And Mm -hmm. so for me, when I started my journey in infertility, um, I definitely felt stuck after we did our first procedure, we did an IUI. Mm -hmm. And um, when I, did not become pregnant for that first cycle with the IUI, I definitely felt like, okay, um, this is a bit too much for me because we have been, mm-hmm. we have been trying to get pregnant for over a year and mm-hmm. we had taken um, these fertility medications to help me produce more eggs. And when it didn't happen, it was like, what in the world is going on <laughs> right now? Because, mm-hmm. you know, like many women, I believe that, oh, I take this medication. Well, I just speak for myself. I thought that if I take the medication and, you know, we did everything we're supposed to do, then hopefully it will, it will work. Right. And I believe that if it had not been for my husband at the time saying after we, after the first um, cycle did not, was not successful. If he had not encouraged me to continue on with my fertility treatments, I probably would have stopped at that point because Mm. it was just so much, mentally, physically, just like, I mean, the fertility journey is, it's a lot to deal with. Mm-hmm. But again, I have to go back to my faith and we never stopped praying. We had friends that were fasting with us. We just kept, um, for me personally, I just kept giving it to God and just saying, mm-hmm. okay, God, I know this is of your design. You tell us to be fruitful and multiply, you know, just kept just crying out to him and just asking him to please answer our prayers for our um, desire to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And so praise be to God, the second cycle we did uh, a couple of months later was successful. And we we were able to conceive and we now have a, a, a 10 month old son. So that was That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so that was definitely a, a, another area when I felt stuck because with fertility, infertility, many women can, can attest to when they're going through that journey, you are taking medications, going through IUIs or IVF cycles. And there are some women that do like, you know, multiple, multiple rounds and they, they mm-hmm. are not able to conceive. So there are definitely moments in that infertility journey when you're not um, getting the results you want, where you just feel stuck and you don't know how to move forward. Yeah. So I like that you said, just never lost the faith, even though you wanted to give up after that first cycle, your husband kept pushing you on mm-hmm. and you surrounded yourself with others who believed like you guys did. And, and then you saw the manifestation. And I know there are times and there may be women and couples who are struggling with that now. And, you know, they may just be saying, you know, they may be on their third or fourth cycle and still waiting mm-hmm. for the manifestation. So what might you say to them that would be an encouragement? Um, I know you've mentioned praying and fasting, but how could they maybe get unstuck and just hold on to their the promise that they have? You know, I think one of the things that's really helped me, um, I'm, I'm actually part of a group called Fertility for Colored Girls, and we have a prayer line on um, Monday mornings. 
And mm-hmm. one of the things I think that the leader, Stacy, Reverend Stacy, says, which I think is very encouraging, is that you have to open your eyes to the possibilities because mm-hmm. you may just feel like the only way I can have a baby is if I have it, you know, naturally. I get, I get pregnant. I go through IVF. It's successful. This is how, or IUI, this is how it's going to happen. But mm-hmm. I think that because there is so much gray area in fertility and you may do multiple cycles of IVF or IUI, they may not work. Then being open to other options, whether it's going, having a, um, using a surrogacy or, or it's um, adopting or fostering mm-hmm. a child or um, <clears throat> so many different options, just not, not putting yourself and thinking that it's only going it only can happen this one way. No, yeah. God may just may surprise you and may bring a, a child into your life in the least expected way, but just being open to saying, you know, this is something I desire. And I, if I, and if you firmly believe that it's also God's will for you to have a baby, then just mm-hmm. saying, okay, God, your will be done. And whatever way that baby comes into my life, being open to those options and possibilities. Yeah, that's a good word there. Open your eyes to the possibilities. I like that. And, you know, even for those who may not be struggling with infertility, just being stuck in any area, being op- having your eyes open to different possibilities is, you know, that can be life changing because sometimes we expect to see things a certain way and we feel like it's not happening because we're not seeing it come that way. But God may take us a different direction. And so being open to that is is a huge part of the process. So that's a great word. Um, well, how would you say your life is different now that you've gone beyond stuck, particularly in your career and with the infertility? Um, I think from career wise, I've done that. I've opened my eyes to the possibilities. I think if you mm-hmm. had asked me 10 years ago, starting off from school, what I'd be doing now, I would still have told you I'll be working in the hospital as, a, as an acute <laughs> care physical therapist. Mm-hmm. But I think that life has happened. And yeah. <laughs> yep. I have realized that, yes, even though I have this degree in physical therapy, I can do more than just work in the hospital or work in home health or a work in a clinic, but I can also do things like I'm doing right now, leading a fitness class. I can yeah. do community education. So I think for career-wise, I am now in a position where I am looking at other opportunities outside of working as a full-time um, physical therapist. Um, and then when it comes to the infertility, uh, we now, like I mentioned earlier, have a, a 10-month-old son. And so as you know, as a mom, Having Mm -hmm. a baby is life changing. (laughs) Yes, for sure. (laughs) So because I'm now a new mom and I'm still every day adjusting to this change, um, it also has just opened my eyes to all of the responsibilities that come with being a mom and Mm -hmm. taking care of a child. And so um, I think that's, if I had to be quite honest with you, I think that's one of the things that going through infertility, I didn't quite fully understand all of the weight of my responsibility that would come with having a baby and how it would be so Mm. life-changing. So it's like every day I'm still adjusting to the changes of now having um, a baby and still, you know, being a wife and having other responsibilities as well. Right. That's awesome. Yep. Having kids totally changes your life. So Mm -hmm. I would agree 100 there. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, what advice do you have for our listeners? Um, Just ways that they can get unstuck. And we've mentioned some of them, but there may be some others that come to mind, things that they can do to really move forward. Well, there were three words that came to my mind and they were refocus, recharge, and redirect. Mm 
So when I say refocus, I definitely means taking a step back and just taking a moment to um, reflect on what's happening in your life and just trying mm-hmm. to see, okay, this is what's happening. How do I feel processing your feelings, trying to assess your situation to know, okay, what's the best next step for me or my family? And then mm-hmm. recharge. Um, one of the things that I enjoy doing is getting away. And I, when I say mm-hmm. getting away, I mean traveling. And so I mm-hmm. know that in the pandemic, we can't necessarily travel. We shouldn't travel. But it may just mean going for a drive or it may just mean doing a getaway, a local staycation, somewhere where you can kind of get out your routine. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just getting out your routine and having that time to recharge, whether it's reading a book, whether it's going for a run, whether it's just doing whatever you're doing, whatever it, it you does, whatever you can do for yourself that will help you to kind of take some time to do some self-care activities. Mm-hmm. I think that also will help you to recharge and then, then redirect. I mean, if you have a situation and it's not working out the way you want it to, well, as we talked about early in the, earlier today, I think it's a matter of shifting your focus and saying to myself, okay, this is not going to work, but how mm-hmm. can I now you know, redirect my um, focus and my decisions to make this work in another direction, in a sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those are three powerful words. So refocus, recharge, and redirect. Yes. So so necessary for all of us um, to get unstuck and then to stay unstuck, like you're continually having to reassess your life where you are how you can be more effective. Are you, you know, living in purpose, all of those things. So refocusing, recharging and redirecting helps us stay on that path. Um, Well, any final thoughts, Erica, and also let listeners know how they can connect with you. Sure. Um, You can, you can connect with me in several different ways. I'm on Facebook and my Facebook name is Doc McCool. I also started a online fitness community. So I have a, a, a page on Facebook and it's called the McCool Method. And then I also have an Instagram page, which is also called the McCool Method. So those are three ways you can definitely connect with me. And then I would just encourage your listeners to, especially during this pandemic, I think we all are dealing with it in our own individual ways. Um, just try your best to figure out what works for you and your family. And then in doing so, um, just make sure you're taking care of yourself. It's okay to have some days where you just want to, you know, watch a movie and just uh, read a book. Mm-hmm. Just realizing what are those things that can help you during this time as we all are daily um, dealing with so many different changes happening within our world. Um, making sure you're doing your best to take care of yourself and your loved ones. Yes, self-care is so important. Um, and I love the fact that you're helping women move. So definitely check her out, Doc McCool on Facebook or the McCool Method on Facebook and Instagram. I think these are virtual workouts, right? They are, yes. Okay. So anyone can participate and can join the movement to um, just get healthier and make a lifestyle um, change. So I applaud you for doing that, being able to shift in your career to do that. I know there's lots of ministry and purpose that's going to come out of that helping them. Well, is it just women or can men do it also? Primarily women, um, but I don't want to discriminate. So (laughs) (laughs) So women, you can get in there, follow her, connect with her. Um, And especially have you, how's your, um, your baby weight going, has it helped with your, um, has the exercising helped with that? Absolutely. And the fact that I'm also still breastfeeding. I, I had to, I had planned to stop breastfeeding at six months, but here we are 10 months and we're still going strong. 
Awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Well, good. So make sure you connect with um, Erica McCool in one of those ways. She'd love to hear from you and get you moving. Thank you so much for your time, Erica, and for just sharing some awesome words with us today of how to get unstuck and just applaud you and all your efforts. I love your journey. I'm going to continue to follow you. So thanks to everyone for tuning in and listening, and we will catch you next time um, on another episode of Beyond Stuck.